brother than did it again. It just keeps rising, it's climbing up to my neck. Still, we try to fight it, drowning these thoughts in our head. Don't let it show, but we all know. Friday's ago, right after the podcast 
Uh, you can look it up on Audio Dope. It was the most recent episode, aside from this episode here. The episode before, Rambush is the title of the episode with one Joseph Neville's incredibly gifted. That is my brother right there. I'm so proud of him. So proud of him. And shout out to Brother Neville's, his father, Michael Neville's pastor. You can hear him in the song. He made a cameo doing what he loves to do. It's effortless. But I appreciate everybody being here with me today. (laughs) Let me just start off by saying that um, it's going to be all right. Wherever you might be, wherever you're headed, I hope that it's somewhere safe and that you're in optimal health and sound sound mind, let's say. And uh, you know what? This is going to be a very, very short episode. This is just a little, you know, just a little sequence of brain droppings, uh, notions, thoughts, things swirling around in my mind. I'm always thinking. You know what I mean? Not overthinking. That's not good. Doesn't serve you very well. But thinking nonetheless. Here it is. Listenership. Pay attention. (laughs) Hey, dog. Listen. And I know that y'all, listenership, everyone out there, you've seen this new phenomenon. Where people are trading in their old teeth. Hard-working teeth. Been there since the beginning. They're trading them shits in. Hyper-insecurity. Trading them shits in for, uh... Automobile grills. Plinko chips. It's crazy. Just big-ass window panes. If your bulletproof teeth have been mixed and mastered by a DDS you can't be trusted what are you hiding behind them things who are you imprisoning behind them things them gates you got hmm (laughs) if you spent a BMW's worth if you got a Beamer in your mouth if you spent a BMW's worth to have a third party install them shits from the 90s you know the ones the big old red lips with the uh with the legs under them that you gotta wind up there's a wind up toy on the side of them you gotta wind them up then they clangity 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 across the damn table you could get them from like spencer's gifts some place like fucking that kb toys or something toys r us rest in peace toys r us you can't be trusted what do you hide Old nutcracker head ass muff. Come on, man. What you doing out here? You know what I'm saying? Like your teeth should only have but so many lumens. Like we shouldn't have to be in the catacombs of shadow and I could just use you as a spotlight or a floodlight to interrogate somebody in Guantanamo. Shouldn't have to do it. But with your grill, it's possible. The matter with y'all, man. <laughs> Yee, listenership. Come on, man. Come on, man. What y'all doing out here? Way too many nits. That's a measurement for like screen brightness. Your teeth shouldn't be measured by the same damn standard. 
camping is homeless practice. You do know that, right? I feel you judging. Oh, it's just me. <laughs> okay. What else is it? How much privilege can someone have by taking time out of their great indoors, going out into the great outdoors? Nothing wrong with that. But camping itself is homeless rehearsal. <laughs> we humans do some strange shit. Wow. Very interesting. You know what else I had to come across? It says something to the tune of one, the Google dude, the godfather of uh, artificial intelligence. And I'm tired of hearing about this shit, by the way. No one will shut the entire fuck up about it. Can't get away from it. But I say this about it. So the googly dude, um, he dropped out of Google. He was the founder or known as the godfather of artificial intelligence. Man, the thing about that. He said, hey, man, this is a terrible fucking thing I made. I'm. I'm sad. I'm saddened by this. I drowned myself in tears, but I wiped them away with all of these blue hundreds, these billions of dollars that I've amassed at the expense of community and humanity itself. Our future's in jeopardy. It wanes. But hey, I've turned a new leaf. I've learned of my devilish ways and what I will do from henceforth is command incredible speaking fees and travel the world giving TED talks about how regretful I am about developing something that apparently has a mind of its own nope still doesn't still user error turn that shit off then I love how these guys talk about artificial intelligence with their limited intelligence as though it doesn't have an off button you, you weren't smart enough to put an off button on this ship? Turn it off. Unplug it from the wall. Easy. Seems that way. There's not a goal of theirs. And of course artificial intelligence is dangerous. Of course it's dangerous, potentially. Because stupid smart people made it. And they're only one kind of smart. <laughs> they have one red Atari button and they just spam that shit they just spam that thing until billions of dollars manifest they'll never run out of tissue paper they have that many dollar bills to dry these tears with and I think that they're okay with that trade off I destroyed the planet and our future and uh, humanity and community and all these things with all of this cool tech that I developed that no one fucking asked for but have been conditioned to feel as though they need but it became true it became a self-fulfilling prophecy that the meek did in fact inherit the earth and are now well on their way to destroying it and that my friends <laughs> is what the revenge of the nerds turned out to be about. Wow. But they didn't look like the cats in the movies. No. There's a nerd chic 
a geek chic. See, this is what happens when people who grew up as losers get older. They gain resources. When you gain resources, you gain power, and they can commandeer more resources and then develop things of their own selfish self-interests that no one asked for, mind you. But they will provide. Because in that, they can procure what? Like George Carlin said, more stuff. They never had cool stuff. The cool kids had the cool stuff. And they weren't those kids. They couldn't sit at that table. But boy, did they make it their life's mission to get their revenge. And then they can have their cake and eat it too. What I mean by that, listenership, is this. They can go on on an apology tour. And that can be a profitable endeavor as well. So they can have their cake. The stuff that they developed that no one fucking asked for. But they've conditioned people to feel as though they need. Which completely rewires the neurocircuitry of your brain and the, va- and the way it develops. And in turn the way society and civilization develops. And they can turn the profit even in considering what they've developed as a loss it's amazing really wow they're going to do it all they have it all but they themselves feel like they have nothing at the same time because that's a void they'll never be able to fill they weren't necessarily born with all the genetic gifts that uh, their contemporaries were the people they feel or felt as though they were in competition with had they to themselves the human being that they are in their minds they still have nots that's why they continue despite the warnings despite the potential dangers to the children the adults everyone in between despite the dangers they pretend as though this ain't some shit that they can just stop oops too late I done built it it's got a mind of its own and I have no mind of my own so it's just going to be what it's going to be you guys but I will spend the rest of my days making documentaries giving speeches and TED talks and shit with a turtleneck on and I'll talk about the dangers of the shit that I made to you and you'll pay me to fucking do it what kind of shit is this it doesn't make any sense it sounds kind of petty you want to know why listenership because it is it really is you know what I'm saying but man they have all of the resources in the world and this is what they do this isn't the kind of impact I'm sure that anyone in society were asking them to make but man isn't making an impact and everything that humanity does in response is a reaction to so there's no proactivity involved whatsoever everything that we do today is in response to some bullshit that some fucking loser did yesterday no one is in a position 
to win or be successful. We can't just create because we're inspired. They create shit to address a lack that they feel like they personally had. And it's a selfish endeavor. But they will subject everyone else to this. And now it's all of our tasks. We all have to deal with the fallout. And they don't give a flying fuck, yo. (laughs) They have resources. And therefore they have options. Options that the people that they affect with their stupid gadgets and gizmos and technology don't have. They'll be fine when this shit folds up like an origami. Like some fresh fucking laundry. They'll be good. They'll be okay. You know what I mean? Their houses have helipads and shit. They have spaceships and whatnot. And they have contingency plans. They're like that one rich dude in, uh, what was the name of that damn show? Fear of the Walking Dead. Horrendous show. But man, was that one dude with the yacht? The dude? Hell the fuck yes. <laughs> He had a plan. You want to know why? He had fucking resources. Everyone else has to duke it out over the fucking morsels. You know what I mean? So, that was kind of my thought on that thing. You know what? Speaking of the Last of Us apocalypse that is upon us. uh, Not necessarily, but man, we're rolling our way. We're doing a good job at it. We don't need an alien invasion. In fact, that might be the only shit that saves us. That'll be the only thing that pulls us to fucking together, right? There's another enemy. You know what I mean? My question for you, listenership, and you can respond to Rage Advice on IG or any of those platforms, but IG could only be on other shit for real. Do you commandeer a Costco, the pharmacy, or the gun store? And what is your weapon of choice? You can also send that response either to Rage Advice on IG or AudioDopePod at gmail.com. Like maybe you take a multitude of weapons that take care of all of the different ranges that can take place in a battle, long, mid, and long range, right? Or any kind of skirmish that could take place. Maybe you use the scope as a set of binoculars, but also as a rifle. It's got a dual purpose. Shotgun for close range stopping power. I don't know. These are all hypotheticals. I'm just curious as the way that you would move about this whole thing. Would you just walk around with Lucille? <laughs> like Negan? Would you just use influence? Curious. And I say that in kind of tongue in cheek. I'm just curious. What would it be? This is just a, just a hypothetical. Because that's what really a lot of these shows are about anyways. is <laughs> What they believe to be a potential eventuality of reality however far along that might be but also I came across this interesting uh, quote loved it this one's by C.S. Lewis moving on to something else (laughs) humility is not thinking less of yourself but thinking of yourself less probably devoid of that not myself but humanity in general it's very individual. People forget what we're made of. 
we're literally communities. Our human bodies are literally communities. It starts with a cell, one. But then they all form together and they create what? Organelles, organ systems. But after that, tissue, right? That's the largest organ on the body. And everything cooperates with one another. Everyone, everything, every entity. Fully aware of its particular role, yeah? No one's doing anything that they haven't been tasked to do. Nothing else is trying to do any other kind of function. Just its function. And everything kind of coexists in this ecosystem. And that allows the body to function. It allows it to work. The muscles attached to the bones and the ligaments to form fully systems which allow you to do what? Motherfucking move. You know what I'm saying? It's wild, man. Wild. Wild, wild, wild. It's a very interesting time. The people in general, man. They're not even really that today. What you're dealing with, because nobody wants to be who they are. Nobody wants to be where they're at. No one's motherfucking present, you know? So what you're dealing with, what you think is a person standing right in front of you, right? But since they feel like they're so lackluster and they're trying to be something else and be somewhere else all at the same damn time, what you're truly dealing with, and this is why interactions are so peculiar, is you're dealing with a copy of a copy's copy of some copies. How diluted are people today? They're barely even motherfucking there. You know? Anyways, on a lighter note. <laughs> on a lighter note. People. Maybe it's not even a lighter note, but just another notion I had. The power of words. No one is sticking to the fundamentals of life whatsoever. Not even communication, right? Because people are fluent in either webdings, emojis, acronyms, shorthand. It's not really a language. They made that shit up. Sheer laziness, right? But I'm wondering. Like when you speak, you utter words. Words are formulated of what characters? Letters. You got to spell them shits in order for them to form what? Ideas, notions, thoughts, right? Beliefs, norms, values. It all grows and expands from that. But when you speak, you utter words. And words you have to spell. And spells you cast. They have some magical properties if you believe in that sort of thing. They do. You can manifest an empire with the way that you arrange letters and words on a page or arrange them in your mouth to form phonemes, to form sentences, right? And that's fundamental. That's Timmy D. Now, the spells that you cast, they can be of a curative nature or a destructive nature, right? To either your environment or yourself. So be careful what you say about yourself. Positive self-talk, y'all. Be careful of what you say. Your subconscious will fucking believe it. And you'll look up one day and realize if your shit is in shambles and not know where it came from, 
You better be careful because you're always listening, whether you're consciously doing that shit or not. And you'll believe it. You'll look up in your life would simply be a manifestation of the spells that you cast on yourself. And be careful of the power that you wield because those same words that you would spend towards someone else and cast on someone else can cause what? The same or a similar kind of effect. You have to be mindful of the spells that you cast and understand that that shit is like magic that you wield. And even if that shit isn't true, right? It wouldn't hurt to treat it as though it was. It wouldn't hurt to treat words that they are that precious. What do you have to lose? You know what I mean? And in work, see, I've really been, <laughs> I've been deep into the books. I've been crushing them. Um, I just knocked out uh, Mark Manson's one, The Book of Procrustes by uh, Nassim Nicholas Khalib. That was dope. You know what I mean? I'm working on The Power of One More by Ed Milet. I'm going through them. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to work, remember, and I know everyone's being ground into dust by this life in this current iteration I know in this matrix right here this technocracy that dominates humanity right now and they have everybody at wit's end I can feel it and I know that you can too there's a collective fatigue and a malaise that is poisoning every fucking body yeah but remember when it comes to work your life force is the currency that is the trade in exchange for the ability for you to accumulate what? George Carlin again. Stuff. Just stuff. Just more stuff. Than the stuff, I mean, at least should be quality and pragmatic in exchange for the life that you had to give to get it. Remember that, listen to shit. I ain't trying to preach. I ain't no damn preacher. I ain't no damn pastor. It just feels right. Just feels right to say, man. Just on the spirit, it's on the heart, it's my soul. And remember, the work that you had to give your lifetime to attain should be meaningful out of respect for your very creation. You're here for some kind of reason. It ain't got to be a big reason, but a reason, right? Some function. Because a lot of things weren't brought into being, but you were. And understand that the nature of that creation is very finite. We're not sea turtles. We ain't going to be here for that fucking long. Make that shit mean something. Find it. Search for it. Inquire about it. Investigate it. You got to. You don't have to. We do have that will, right? That shit's free, right? So, I would just keep those things in mind, man. Other random thoughts. Let's see. I've been really into Walden Pond and Thoreau, you know what I'm saying? Reading some Thoreau. I just got uh, Metamorphoses by Ovid. I'm going to knock that shit out. The Ballpark. I've been crushing these books, yo. I'm having a good time. Thoreau was really talking about like the whole point of life is to improve your, your nick of time, right? Just being more efficient with how you use it because it's so limited. And then there was this ill-ass example. Um, I come across this in, in my random studies <laughs> as a sesh. 
it was essentially this life itself is so fast and so slow at the same damn time that you essentially walk with me listenership imagine this okay just imagine it this is how life goes you are a snail taking one step after another singularly across the armrest of a Concorde jet moving at Mach 1 at around 1,563 miles per hour through time space. Imagine, because like I thought about it, I spent all day thinking about this, all night too. Wow, what an example. That is life. That could very well be it, right? It's so slow and it's so fast. It'll pass you by like it never even really happened. But it's so tedious and process-oriented as well. It seems like it stands fucking still. Especially when you're a kid, right? Like you'll never get to adulthood and then adulthood happens oh my gosh when <laughs> I was a kid for seven minutes where did it all go that's the paradox right you're a snail taking one step at a time across the armrest of a Concorde jet hurtling through time space at 1,563 miles per fucking hour you know how fast that shit is but do you know how slow you're going while you're going that fucking fast Fascinating, right? Listen to shit. That shit's nuts. Have fun with that one. It's blunt. <laughs> Takes mushrooms. You know. You know what? Random. One of my favorite. All right. So I have two. I thought about this. I have two of the weirdest yet formidable foes of my childhood. I'm going to mention them now. It's got to be a tie between the mild-mannered yet deceptively powerful. Tonberry holding that lantern in Final Fantasy 7 or Mugetsu and the bouncer Mugetsu was this like psychotic unraveling mentally unraveled uh, so in the bouncer it was just this random game for Playstation 2 right this is from from all gamers out there Mugetsu was like this ninja this unstoppable ninja he was way more talented at fighting than us but we would walk around in like a team of three or four motherfucking people just bullying just bullying the shit out of people, right? So we beat the fuck out of people individually as a gang. It's kind of messed up when you think about it, but gang, gang. So we would beat the shit out of people individually, but collectively. <laughs> as Volt, Kruger, and all them characters. Then you have Magetsu, who we would beat the fuck up. He would always be alone. But he alone could fuck up all three or four of us. It didn't matter. He was a ninja, straight up. Plus, he would hold nothing back because because of the serum or something that made him a super soldier, combined with his ninjutsu and shit, it would make him damn near impossible to beat the fuck up. Without us, all like all three of us, like the whole party had to fight this dude. And the more and more you had to fight him throughout multiple stages in this game, he would become more and more unraveled and he would be harder to fucking beat. Right, because he would just let more out of the fucking bag. Then the bag was deep. He had man hands, hands and feet. You know what I'm saying? So you got 
Mugetsu, Tom Berry. Oh, let me explain to y'all why Tom Berry was a fucked up villain. Not even a villain. Tom Berry was a very mild mannered but deceptively powerful. I just said that shit. But Tom Berry was ridiculous. Because the first time I fought like a Tom Berry, it wasn't like fighting a behemoth. You would see a behemoth in Final Fantasy VII and go, yeah, he looks tough. And he fucking was, right? He was about a billion pounds, 27 feet tall, breathes fire, looked crazy, like a giant ass puma or like some shit like that, right? Purple. I don't know why. He was purple. Lavender. I don't know why he was lavender. Never been (laughs) a lavender beast. I never imagine I'd be intimidated but yeah it was because he was fucking tough but the Tom Barry looked like a tadpole wearing a Jedi robe dog dead serious look he looked like a gecko he looked looked like Gex the gecko wearing a motherfucker he looked like the gecko fucking gecko lizard wearing a, a Jedi robe holding a lantern so he only had one hand free he didn't need no hands at all though that's the thing about the Tom Barry and the Tom Barry would just, just stand in there like, what can I do for you, sir? But all of a sudden, you would hit him. And he would let you hit him. I was like, fuck. I don't know if I'm going to like the return fire. And you didn't. Because all of a sudden, you saw a move, like a magic move get cast that you had never encountered. It was called Pandora's Box. And I think that you've heard that phrase or term before. Pandora's Box was just that. He was summon the might of the whole universe. And throw it at your fucking head, yo. He would murk y'all in one hit. Destroy the whole party. I hope that you stopped by that save point, yo. If not, damn. All of a sudden, mama's like, dinner's ready. Bring your ass downstairs. Cut that game off. You're like, ah, oh, I didn't save goddamn Tom Barry. <laughs> Bro, the Tom Barry was a tadpole in the Jedi robe summoning the might of the universe throwing comments at your face and no one said you can do about it but respect his gangster he was mild mannered he was a sigma male just chilling loner had no friends no buddies you know what I'm saying no firebomb dudes you you know like the jumping like the floating fireheads that just every time you hit them they get bigger and then they blow up on you none of that shit yo not a behemoth nothing not Sephiroth no I'm talking about a gecko in a Jedi robe holding a lantern like he wants to do you a favor. And he don't do you no favors, dog. The Tom Berry. Shout out to the Tom Berry, man. <laughs> what a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant pump fake of an enemy. Not just a book by his cover. Maybe that was the cautionary tale that Square Soft or Square Enix wanted to put into... uh Final Fantasy brilliant brilliant design you know who another honorable mention is Danny Trejo the knife throwing final boss in Desperado starring Antonio Banderas one of my favorite bad dudes of all time you wanna know why he didn't talk he just threw knives at motherfucking people I don't know why he just liked throwing knives at people (laughs) he would even bring a knife to a gunfight didn't need guns to fight he had knives the way that he threw knives he would just twirl a knife not say shit just a hater throwing knives at motherfuckers around town and and then that was his whole MO that was his move I don't know you but I'm gonna throw a knife at you buddy but oh wait there's more Antonio Banderas 
He also, he just had a gun shaped like a guitar case. Random weapons in this movie. But hey, problem solved. Knife guy. He made a strong case. <laughs> Pun intended, listenership. I'll be here at the Chuckle Hut all week. Yeah, ting. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I'll probably leave it at that for now, man, to be honest. Oh, another question, man. All right. This has to do with the concept of an imitation crab, right? The population must be this stupid. Because there's still no crab meat, but there's imitation crab meat. So they're spray painting this fish called a pollock, orange, because they assume that you'll be none the wiser. But they put on the package imitation crab. So you know they're lying to you. I accept this, says the public. And so it's okay, I guess. That's why everything that's not okay today is okay. Unnecessary acceptance. Radical acceptance. You read the wrong book and applied it to the wrong fucking thing, yo. My question is this, listenership. And again, you can go to audiodopon at gmail.com or rage advice on IG with your response. And it's this. If the Pollock, which is the fish, not Jackson. I know that went over your heads like Delta Airlines. It's okay. If the Pollock is imitating the crab, who is imitating the Pollock while it is away on business? Curious about that, man. Curious about that, man. <laughs> I'm having such a good time, you guys. Oh my gosh. I really am. I really am. Kung Fu's been amazing. Having some breakthroughs there. And uh Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, enjoy the cumulative uh I call this age. The age of the cumulative perpetual. Crazy shit happening because crazy shit's done always been happening. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's it. That is it. Oh, one more thing, actually. You know what? Fuck it. I'll just see y'all on the next one, y'all. Um, don't like, don't subscribe, or any of those things that are helpful. Don't rate and leave a positive five star sterling review because that's helpful. Um, don't do those things at all. Just take these things to heart. You know what I mean? And, uh, take it easy. And make it easy for someone else to take it easy. You understand? And health is wealth. Love yourself because only when you do that can you receive love and in turn give it back because it wasn't yours to begin with you understand that's it remember they use you to test the tools of your own oppression they present them to you as new toys gadgets and tools designed to make your life easier more convenient and they use all of the metrics and data points that you provide for free to develop the tech. They don't pay you shit, but you pay for it dearly at the end of the motherfucking day. 
and they don't even have R&D departments. You are their research and development department now. And they used to have to pay for that shit. It's max prof now, yo. Those tools of the day will become the same ones that render you obsolete in the world that favors the tool. And then y'all become nothing but tools. Acting like tools with your tools. You are their bottom line. And that's the bottom line. And convenience has become the downfall of man. Even though convenience is the thing that got us here. Another paradox. Mm. 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 You better believe it. That being said, kids, I'm out of here, dog. And I'll see y'all on the next one, okay? Okay. Let's see what we going to do, man. Hmm. Let's do this. Perfect. Perfect. I think I'm perfect. 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 Which is perfect. 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 I'm perfect. 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 Working, lurking, first one ever have a family plan all to itself. Mercy, don't hurt me, thirsty, persons, birthstones, earthstones, six phones, you wrong. That's on me, that my bad, that my bad. You the old dog, grab my hat, I'm a stone cold, have my hat, that's on me. You be lying all in the streets, you be saying you don't need eat me, but I saw you and Mickey D's. Trick or treat with a knife, I'm fast as Meta Knight. My diamonds stick a truth. That my bad, that my bad, that my cousin Ricky, that my dad. We be in the Uber with the strap, and my power level at the max. Bitch is perfect. What else can I teach you? I'm perfect. I'm fun and teaching a prodigy that was all perfect. My food is perfect. My view is perfect. 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 I'm perfect. 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 Perf